Hello and welcome back to Goswick Lane. Uh, we left off the last episode, big head on Goswick Lane. We left off the last episode of talking about becoming a realtor. Is it for you? Um, is real estate, Jinty Patel, welcome to the show. Hey. Welcome to your own show. <laughs> is real estate for everybody? No. Who Who is it not for, I think would be a good question. What kind of personality type is it not for? Introvert. Okay, so if you don't like dealing with people, well, I'm, I'm, you're a little bit of an introvert. Let me let me back that up. You could be an introvert and be in real estate. Okay. Uh, How? Again, well, I don't know because I'm not an <laughs> introvert. But um, I'm saying that I feel like you need to kind of put yourself out there and be bubbly. There are agents that aren't like that. That aren't bubbly and, at all. And, and can do that. So I don't want to specify. I'm not specifying anything. Uh, I, I feel like you just would have to have a little bit more of a personality and, and, and actually enjoy people because there are people that don't need or in, enjoy other people. Okay. So if that is you, you're saying don't do this. I, I, I wouldn't think so. I, the only scenario that I could see that that might work is maybe like a husband-wife combo. And those are out there, right? Mm -hmm. Where one is like super introverted and can handle all the back-end stuff and like maybe even the marketing, uh, setting up the marketing and those kind of things on the on the back-end. And that the other is out and being bubbly. Yeah, and, and I, always thought, I always thought that would that, that, that would work well if you had two styles, you know, one mm -hmm. person that liked to push the paperwork and one person that liked to show and go out on listing appointments and things like that, or do it together, you know. Mm -hmm. But um, there's so many different walks of life. Uh, it's it's hard to say. It's, it's kind of always related to being a nurse. There are really good nurses, and then there are maybe nurses who just do it for the money and they don't enjoy the job. Mm -hmm. uh, and I feel like you have to enjoy it. In order, in order to really prosper and, you know. You can good, fake it for a little while, right? Yeah, and you can, can do, like, are you in a job right now or you feel like you're stuck? Um, they call them the golden handcuffs. The golden handcuffs is that paycheck that you get every Friday or every two weeks or once a month or whatever that are locking you into keeping a job that you hate. What Genty is saying is don't do that. So if you're going to do this, enjoy it. If you're going to do anything, you should enjoy it, right? I feel like you should enjoy it. There's been uh, previous jobs that I've not enjoyed, and I've had to do them just for mm -hmm. the sacrifice of having to do them. I'm not saying that you're going to, you know, turn 18, go get your dream job, and love it. You know, I, I didn't find that, find out really that I love, love real estate until I started doing, uh, being, you know, being a real full-time realtor. Okay. Do Always you, knew that I, I liked it because we, my brothers and I started, you know, the investment side yeah. of it, and I always gravitated towards that and liked it, but I didn't know that it would be something that I felt like I could do forever. I think that's a good thing about, too, about, like, you, you said, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this, I'm going to give it a shot, right? And to figure out, you got to do something to figure out if you, if you really enjoy it or not. And there's always, like you said, there's always things that we're going to do to make sacrifices um, to maybe do some things that we don't really like to do. Mm -hmm. um, maybe the sacrifices for our family or, you know, whatever reasons that you have out there. But it doesn't mean that you have to do them forever if you end up hating it. If you got into it and two years later, you're like, gosh, this is terrible. What would you have done? 
mm, done it for a little while longer and then you know maybe went on and found some you know found something else that I felt like I I really love to do or mm-hmm. like to do um it's just it, it's one of those things and again I'll revert back to you and and what you said you don't know until you try it mm. if you don't try it You'll never know if you liked it because yeah. you never tried that. So there's a lot of things in our businesses, and, and you know, Genty, we're spread out all over the place doing all kinds of different things. But when I, nowadays, um, what I know about myself and my, my brother, and we analyze these things, we do a lot of business together, and my wife and the whole family and everything, is that um, being that we have our hands in, in different things, when we come across a new thing or a new skill set that we need, and we, we do it. First, first we do it. We figure it out. And then we decide, I mean, this is the best case scenario, but then we decide, is this something that I really enjoy doing? Do I, does this fill my cup? Do I want to continue to do this? Or do I want to uh, build a process and outsource, outsource this to somebody else? Because it is part of our business. It's not something that we can just say, we're not going to do that. You know what I'm saying? Right. You follow me? Right. And you can't out. You can delegate. Um, I feel like I'm. It's hard for me to delegate. I've gotten better um, about it, but uh, it's it's just it's it's hard for me to let things go. Why? Yeah. Oh, we're gonna get we're gonna get a little uncomfortable today. Why is it hard for you to let things go? I, I just feel like there's like a process that that I have, um, which with Paige, it's gotten a, a lot easier for me mm-hmm. to have her. Like I don't ask her what she's doing. She just kind of picks up and does what she's doing. But before, and and even in other businesses, it was just hard for me to let it go. I felt like it was easier for me to just do it. Control? Is it control? I feel like just like the process Uh for me of doing it and then when it's done and like just getting it done and and knowing that it's done because maybe there's like a little OCD like, did it get done? Was it done this way? Am I going to have to go back and fix it? You know what I mean? Yes. I feel like that with with everything. I'll go back on my contracts with the option periods because I have this fixation of losing someone's earnest money, and I'll go back and look at it constantly mm-hmm. during that 10-day option period and make sure, like, okay, it was 10 days. It was executed on this. I got three more days. Right. I have two right now that I'll go back to the office. Mm-hmm as we're negotiating it and just double make sure because I'm fixated that I don't want to lose anybody's earnest money or, you know, not get there in time. So that makes sense. So it's something that really sticks in your head during the real estate process or closing process that you're checking on. Do you think it's a, I know you've got page now as, as a, um, what is, what is your title page? Marketing, marketing director, marketing director, um, also like assistant uh, helps in basically everything that you do. Um, it's kind of helping you facilitate all the work mm-hmm. that you do at the same time, right? Correct. Yeah. Do you feel like sometimes you don't give things up because you're not confident that that person can execute it as well as you can? Uh, probably in uh, or in the past, yes, but okay. um, not necessarily that they can't execute it. It's just you know. Is it going to be done? And there's not going to be a mistake. Mm-hmm. Paige is uh, she. She's like, hey, it's in there. You know, check this, 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 and this. And, yeah. Know, 
Um, not everybody. Is that does how you that. sound, Paige? No, that's not how she sounds. It's <laughs> just my interpretation of Paige. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. I think that's good to you know to understand like how you operate and your mindset, so that if you do get to the point where you can have an assistant or a marketing director or whatever you know whatever things that you're going to delegate. It's more important to understand how we view the things that we delegate delegate than how the actual performance is. Does that make sense? Well, I can tell you that it's working because she went to Vegas for a couple of days and I've got, I've been, I was stressed out. Okay. Because you had to do the things that she was mm-hmm. doing. That's yeah. a good, that's a sign of a great assistant. Way to go, Paige. So we're, <laughs> we got on a little tangent there, but back to uh, the realtor, why or why not become a realtor and I th- I think I want to talk about money. I want to talk about you. In the last episode, you mentioned like maybe having some savings or having a backup or working your regular job while you're getting this thing started. Six months into being a realtor, how much money had you made? Um, maybe forty. Okay. 40. Not a lot. No, not a lot. And okay. what's a typical, you know, I don't know what a typical salary is nowadays. I mean, there's, there's really not typical. There's, is there? there's really not because you have agent Joe who works for ABC Realty. He may be part time. You mm-hmm. have Phil, uh, who's you know he may be working full time, and then he's got a full time job. And then you mm-hmm. may have Susie, who she just does this full time. Well, she's you know if she's good at it, she's you know probably going to do better than these two mm-hmm. because their concentration. Uh, is on another job, another process. And any time that you kind of take that focus off of real estate, then you're focusing on something else. That's why I always mm-hmm. tell the new agents, and, and they ask me what's crucial. I said, I know when you come in the office, it's going to feel weird to be in the office and not be doing anything, but there's plenty of things that you can do. But if you're at home, you're going to be doing laundry or fixing the door or you know, oh, I got to get groceries. Mm-hmm. You're not concentrating on real estate. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely. And my wife will tell you that when I'm home, I just naturally do laundry and dishes and, you know, clean the bathrooms and stuff. Not you. <laughs> that was a joke. Being and sarcastic. Taking a nap. That's exactly what I'm doing if I'm home. <laughs> so, okay, that's good. So, you know, I, in the last episode, we also talked about, you know, when you start this thing. Are you 18, 20, 22 years old? Are you 40? Are you 50? Are you 60? Go for it. Uh, if that's if it's something, a career path that you feel like you're led to take, do it when you feel like you're led to take it. Don't don't make that excuse, well, I'm too old to do this, or I got too much stuff going on to do. If, you, if you're ready to take that leap, take it. Uh, make the decision to move forward and commit to it. But a little bit different is like if you're 20 or 22 and you make in your first six months in, you make 30 grand. Well, you could probably live on that if you're single and by yourself, like the risk are less. I was mm-hmm. asking you earlier, what's the risk? Well, if you start when you're 40. Yeah, I mean, you got a lot more risk. You got, I mean, you know, if you have children and a family and bills and, all those things and and real estate can be up and down. Um, I've spent a lot of money marketing myself, putting myself out front and then backing it up with actions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, another thing that I'll, I'll, I wanted to touch on in this episode, as far as why should you, or uh, should you, or should you not be a realtor is I'll go back to talking to people in one transaction 
let's say I'm the listing agent. I'm dealing with the buyer's agent, the seller, mm-hmm. the title company. That's four people. Including you, yeah. Including a lender, five. Yes. So if you have 10 of those, how many people are you dealing with on a daily basis? If there's if they're different for each one, that's 40 to 50 people. Correct. And, and it's not every day, but most days. You, there's something that someone needs. Goodness gracious. If you suck at communication, don't do this or get better at it. Correct. I mean, you're, you you cannot, you you physically cannot do it. I've I had, think right now we have like 12 pended. The highest I've had pended was 20. And communication and common sense are lost arts. Um, and they used not to be arts, but they're now they're specialized arts. And for example, try to hire a service company to do something at your house. Call 10 of them. Call five and see how many answer. Or call you back. Probably, maybe two. It'll call you back within three days. Maybe two. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. It's kind of like walking into Lowe's or somewhere. You know, every time I go in there, used to, I used to go to Lowe's because they had, like, the best customer service. And they still do. But, like, when I go to appliances, I sit there for 30 minutes trying to find, you know. When yes. I, and, and you can attest that you're probably always in there or, I'm in there all the time, and if I have dishwashers, if I'm buying say more than thousand, two thousand dollars worth of stuff, I'm gonna be in there. I just plan on being in there for an hour. Yeah. If I I was in there, Courtney and I were in there probably two months ago buying. I think we bought ten thousand dollars, eight thousand dollars of appliances for mm-hmm. two properties, and we were there for two two and a half hours. Wow. And it's you know, it's crazy. That you can't just go in and say, I want that, 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 that delivered to here at this time. But it just, it just takes a while. It does. The reason that we'll sit there is because we can buy those and get $1,500 to 2000 off. So, like, the time value of money is like, I'll sit here for two hours to get two grand back or 1500 right. you know. Right. Um, that's important. I, th- I think that's a great point with the communication is, so how do, you're talking to that many people, you got eight to ten deals going on probably right now how many deals do you have going like in like 12 you got 12 deals going on right now you're dealing with somewhere between 30 and 50 people on those 12 deals probably mm-hmm. how do you keep up with that communication and what's here where are we at on this one who have i talked to what information do i have here and how i'm relaying that to the seller how in the world do you keep that all organized well once you start getting to 10 you have people that want to know updates quickly um, you may not be quick enough to deal with one problem. I told Paige, uh, I think it was on like Tuesday or Wednesday, I feel like I'm being pulled in so many directions. I can't sit down and get anything done because as soon as I start this, this person's pulling me this way, this person's pulling me that way. And so you have days like that and you just got to work it out. You just got to grind it out. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing is you have to grind it out and you have to do it until it's done. Do you have something that you write down like when you talk to somebody and this information is important? Like, like literally how are you keeping up with that are you just keeping it in your head mm-hmm. holy moly genty i mean i may write some like quick notes like you know today i have a listing appointment i've got a close two closings mm-hmm. um you know i write stuff like that down okay but not no normally what normally like if the lender calls you and says hey we need this from the seller i call the seller right then you just get it done correct 
what if it's something that like you cannot do right then because you're in the middle of this with somebody else like how does that how do you remember that you can you got to do that um i'll i normally if i forget it's going to be 10 10 o'clock when everybody's asleep i remember it and i'll do it then okay Uh, i'll email them and a lot of times I don't bother Paige, but if I have a thought and I know that I'll forget it, I'll email it to her because I know her emails don't go off. Okay. That's courteous, isn't it, Paige? She doesn't want to wake you up or mess with you out of business hours. She has a hard time sleeping like me. Okay. So. Well, that's that's very considerate. So we're going to end that right there. We did not get into uh, how you pay yourself as a realtor. It's something I really want to talk about. We'll talk about it first thing on the next episode. So if you join us for the next episode... It will be the first thing that we talk about. I want to ask Jinty questions like, how do you pay yourself? Of course, you get commissions, but do you just put all those commissions in your pocket or do you set yourself a salary or things like that? So we're going to go through some details there on the next episode. Make sure to join us back here on Goswick Lane or uh, your YouTube or iTunes. Uh, You have your YouTube started, YouTube channel? Yeah, Paige started uploading that uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, and What's it called? Jinty yeah. Patel. Okay. Jinty mm-hmm. Patel. You can watch these episodes on Jinty Patel or Gazook Lane, or you can listen to them on his iTunes, Jinty Patel or Big Head. What's it, what's your iTunes? Big Head uh, Real Estate Agent. Big Head Real Estate Agent. So you can find us anywhere. Thanks for joining us today. Remember, love God, love others, and let your work reflect that. We'll catch you on the next one.